0: Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Oliver
1: Davis and I'm joined
0: by Luke Owen.
1: Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? It's not been a good day, has it, mate. Let's be honest. It's not been because well, you, you sound very chipper in this review. Got to turn it on. You and you did. It was impressive to see because we've not had a great morning. <laughs> I mean, I've I've had a bit of a rough one, but
0: you've had it. You've had a very bad day because you've had a bad day. Oh, my... Yeah, yeah. So, just uh, you know, we should be moving into the new studio today. Well, it should have been today. It's been pushed back to late Friday afternoon. So Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday, uh, which kind of scuppers our plans to have everything in place for that live stream of Super Showdown. As much as Luke says it's a good idea to just just turn up on the day. I still think it's a good idea. (laughs) Without having tested anything. Test it in the
1: morning. Go there first thing and test it in the morning.
0: It starts at 9.
1: Well, go there at
0: 8 then. Uh, easy for you to say. I'm not, not in. Doing it. I'm not doing it mate. Um no, the, the original plan was to be in there today and get everything set up and tested for the our first ever live stream on Saturday. I doubt that's going to happen anymore. So there was that. And then uh the light failed. If you watch the YouTube version of yesterday's raw review ramble, you can see about, you know, halfway through, mm-hmm. one of the lights just goes <laughs> and we both look and like, oh, it's darker in here now. So that was That was the official death of one of our longest-running lights. It was a a sad day. Sad day. Um, And then I got in this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, that light's gone. But we bought new lights for the new studio. Was saving it for them. I got those out. I set one up, and I was like, okay, cool. This is, uh, that's sorted. Um, And then, just as I was about to press record, boom, a big, uh, it's called a redhead, which is this, this hot, bulb-like thing just blue. It's a big overhead light It goes over the camera. The one that fills us in rather than lights the green screen on the back. I was like okay, all right, Okay, well, that's gone. It's going to be too hot to touch for about an hour. Mm -hmm. So I, I set up the other light because we bought three new lights to replace our three current lights in the new studio. So okay, set up the new light. And then I was like, okay, well now the light balance is weird. So I had to set up the, all three new lights and that and that was that. Was that. And uh, in moving, the only original light that worked. The one working light we had left. I dropped it on the floor and smashed the bulb. So we are currently looking
1: now at where there are just shards of uh. bulb on the floor, and the look on your face when you dropped it. Oh, it was, it was heartbreaking.
0: It, was, it all happened in 40 minutes of each other. I got an early today and everything and uh, and then our editor was like, yeah, the lights, we can work around, but we really need the sound issue. fixed." I was like, what sound issue? And he's talking me through how to fix the sound issue. And he was like, you know, go in the menu on this thing. I go into the menu on our radio mic receiver. And I've never been in the menu for the radio mic receiver. It's always worked, apart from this week, because everything's falling apart. Did I mention my car broke down over the weekend? (laughs) And I open the menu, and wouldn't you know it, the up button is jammed shut. So as soon as I press the menu... The options go right to the top, selects the top option, and then changes that setting to the top setting. So whatever squelches, <laughs> we now have the highest possible setting. It's at max. And and our editor says, Oh right, and you can't change it. So no, the up button's jammed. Like it's yeah, I can't change it at all. And uh, he says, Oh yeah, you'll need to use another radio mic. Well, one broke over MediaCom weekend. Uh, another one peaks too much. And the third one was taken home by Mark the Beast Labette <laughs> of the Chase fame. <laughs> ah. So that was our only radio mic. I haven't recorded the news yet. My car's getting fixed in half an hour. Yeah. But Raw was great. Yeah, and
1: SmackDown was fine. SmackDown was fine. Yeah. Yeah um I mean, maybe we've got to be, you know, as Lolly was just pointed out. Then we we we're we're up against it today because unfortunately that whole thing has delayed it has, has knocked us back. we meant to be recording Ramble Club today, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen now. So, if you are a Patreon backer, I'll, I'll apologise in advance. Ramble Club was meant to be up this coming Friday.
0: I think we can get it up for
1: Friday. Well, we're working Friday, aren't yeah. we? So, we could probably get... It, mo- it might not be Friday morning like usual. It might be Friday afternoon, Friday evening. But, well, we, we're working on it. We're, we're trying to see what we can do. But, unfortunately, everything's kind of falling apart. At the moment. quite literally and figuratively, everything yeah. is falling apart. Um, but, anyway, we're going to be talking about Samoa Joe nearly being fired at the start of this week's Smackdown Live by general manager page well i wonder how that'll pay off for the rest of the show spoilers it doesn't anyway here's the show
0: where the show kicked off last night with page in the middle of the ring and she's addressing that epic cliffhanger that we had last week which is where samoa joe went to aj styles's home again he knew it was aj styles's home because it had styles on the post box outside and he went up aj's front lawn this is not a euphemism he went up to the door he had a little gift for aj's daughter and then he goes daddy's home and that's where it ended all the while while aj is begging joe to not go in his house and then it opens this week the follow-up of that because we were last week we were very well we loved that angle <laughs> i love that angle in particular uh weirdly positive at the <clears> moment. <throat> yeah. With you are. WWE. It's strange. Captain in awe. Yeah, I do, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's just me. hmm And and they're not doing anything You're just different. in a really good mood because you know that the finish site,
1: or the finish site, the finish line of the new studio is in sight. Potentially. And, and maybe that is just
0: raising your spirits. Or just I love big events. And when have we ever had so many big events in WWE's calendar at one time?
1: Well, well, I mean, and it really was a big event. But I'm curious because
0: you and I have not discussed this yet. How you feel the payoff to it was? Right. Okay. Yes. So we were, we were. Do I mean? I mean, big events like Super Showdown. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. Thousand, but sure. The last week we were like, well, this is great, but. Kind of like the Aiden English stuff. How do you pay off on this next week? Because it's not like you can pick it up right away and Joe is in AJ's house toying with the family and stuff because a week's passed since then. Yes. And AJ really should have gone gone for it. These episodes of Smackdown
1: Live are not like watching something on Netflix. Yeah. Where an episode will end and then it's like starting the next episode
0: in 20 seconds. Yeah, a, a week in real time has passed. Yes. So that's why it's weird when people don't talk in between these tapings. <laughs> I they're am- like, oh, I haven't seen them since last Monday. Yeah, but sometimes they saying. try and like, get around it's like, I've been sending them texts. I've been yeah. sending them DMs and they've not been responding. So the way round this was, you know, this week's episode opened with Paige in the ring and she addressed Samoa Joe's heinous actions. She called it the most dastardly crime, dastardly...
1: Being a, a heck of a Vince McMahon word, the most dastardly crime in WWE history. Now, that is quite some hyperbole, right there.
0: And it's, it's a hyperbole company.
1: I well, I know, but like, and this happens later on in the show as well when Corey Graves says that Randy Orton's attack on Ty Dillinger is the most—it's the most devastating attack he's ever seen. Problem is, when you just say it all the time, it just means nothing. Yeah, and it's like. Su- like, and it's funny as well Because like, I think a lot of the reactions I've seen to this segment online Are people just poking fun at that Because it yes. is It is a frankly
0: ridiculous line of dialogue And it, it just it just opens them up To too much criticism Because there's quite a big crime That happened in real life Dave Meltzer pointed this out When someone said Hey Dave what, what is the biggest <laughs> crime In your opinion And he goes Well you know probably Chris Benoit's yeah, Benoit. double murder Suicide yeah. Which you know Yeah yeah, Jimmy, you know, that's all. Jimmy Snuckers, another one. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's
1: allegedly, there's lots of, uh, you know, crimes, real life crimes, but also just like in storyline crimes. And that line didn't need to be there. And I think what then sort of makes that line worse is that Paige then reveals that no crime was really committed. Because they said that, they, like, AJ Styles, family, like, Joe didn't even get it through the front door, he just rang the doorbell. And they managed to call the cops and the cops arrived and Joe was taken away and, you know, charges were filed and whatnot. So Joe, in their version of events, Joe rang the doorbell and then the cops were there. Or...
0: Or he, he rang the doorbell bell- and ran off and hit yeah, behind a Yeah, I going to say,
1: just playing Knock Knock Ginger.
0: Yeah, and- Knock Down Ginger, we called it. Maybe he he lit a uh, pile of feces <laughs> for someone to come out and stamp on so, hilarious yeah, hijinks. So really,
1: Knock Knock Ginger, in the grand scheme of WWE events, is not the most dastardly crime in WWE
0: history. I don't... Knock down ginger. I haven't said that since I was a kid. <laughs> Neither have I. Why is it called that? But no, for, for for American <laughs> listeners, if you call it something else, it's just where you knock on someone's door, door and, then run run away. and run away. Yeah. It's it, fun. It, it, up north, we used to call it knock
1: knock uh, knock knock leg it Yes. But knock-knock ginger is what we called it down south.
2: Yeah, we call
0: it knock-down ginger. How so weird is that? Yeah. yeah. Different colloquial terms yeah. for the same prank. So maybe we're being, you know... Politically incorrect And we just Sorry Seamus Sorry <laughs> Becky Lynch Sorry all the Redheads Yeah uh, in, in the world mm-hmm. If we've offended you But the Yeah so I I guess the, Or maybe Samoa Joe Could be lurking outside It's I That's not the bit I've got a problem with It's just It's uh, So like In terms of Kayfabe and would this play out in real life? That's not the bit that's mm-hmm. yeah, got me. And, and to be honest, not much of this segment got me. It was, it was just a bit, bit middling after a really hot uh, go home, a really hot angle last week to close the show, and then this is your go home angle. I just think it was a wasted opportunity. We've been saying so. that we want to see Joe in AJ's house sitting down for dinner with them for ages. So, why can't you just have the thing where this week it opens up with a video package of what happened. Samoa Joe was on his phone, so you just have a little film that Joe's made. And it's like, oh hi Wendy, how's it going? Kiss her on the the cheek. Look into the camera devilishly. Oh hi, AJ's daughter. Nice to see you again. Here's the dolly. Oh yes, I will. Yeah, it is the if if I'm not putting you out, I would love to have dinner with you. Stars family. Absolutely. And you yeah. just
1: play this. Really intimidating as well because you can then have. Styles's wife and child looking very terrified that this intimidating man has just walked
0: in. I think it's more scary if they're not. Well, they're not in on but it. But surely they I would know. be in it because we saw them at SummerSlam. I. But they were more scared that AJ
1: went so far. But they know surely I, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. that Joe was the the catalyst for that.
0: I I get it. Yeah. So you can, but you can you can have all that play out this week as opposed to what they did do, which was Paige says this rather stupid claim that just opens up too many holes of, uh, you know, this is the most heinous act ever, when you could have just said, this is a heinous act. Yes. And that gets it over a lot more. Uh, Otherwise, it just becomes like a sales pitch for everything is the biggest thing in history whenever that becomes like white noise after a while. And then they do the whole thing about, you know, management said that Joe should be fired, which is what the title of this thing relates to. But AJ said no. I want the match with him yeah. at Super Showdown. And then we cut to a video with AJ in his living room doing AJ acting.
1: I thought this is... was better
0: than last week. I thought AJ was quite good here, actually. I really enjoyed AJ's performance, personally. Yeah, well, that's good. Good. <laughs> I, I'm glad he
2: did. I mean, I, did. I didn't
0: hate it. I just, jokes so good. And if you've, why put people in these positions if that's not their strength? Mm-hmm. AJ's strength is wrestling just you know emphasize that. when was the last time he wrestled on smackdown
1: well it's probably a couple of weeks ago in yeah. uh, Almas or something along those lines but i think that's really for me it's not the, the it was the most dastardly act or dastardly crime in wwe history it wasn't Paige's claims it wasn't the kayfabe holes of like the police showed up and it wasn't aj and it wasn't aj's acting that really put a downer for me on this segment i think and i think you were sort of in agreement with me here as well this was the go-home segment. Like, this is the go-home show for Super Showdown. It's a big-time match. This is the third time they're having this match. In theory, it might be the last time they have this match. Going by the way, the WWE usually book feuds. So this might be the last time encounter. And they're crowning a new number one contender at Super Showdown. So really, you'd think, this is the end of this feud. And AJ and Joe were not on the show. AJ yeah. had this one segment here, no Joe whatsoever, no promo, no match, no video package. It was absolutely nothing. As soon as this segment ended, you may as well have not mentioned this match at all like throughout the show. And I think that's a real, that's such a disappointment because you had such a hot angle last week. and this, And I don't want to say it was a wet fart of a follow-up, but it was certainly a fart of a follow-up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great follow-up to what was really good last week. And, I mean, although knowing SmackDown, we'll probably get the payoff for
0: it in five weeks' time.
1: Yeah. And uh, and then it'll, be, it'll be really good.
0: Well, well, I get, like, Paige, Paige is very angry with Joe, so that's an, a, a reason why he's not on the rest of the show, but that but doesn't not, mean he can't run in and do something. Absolutely, yeah. And AJ has this little clip, and he says in it, you know, I'm not going to leave my family until I know Joe is out of the country. Uh, so, and But when he said that, and people realised he wasn't on the show, they booed. They booed. Exactly. He, he said, I'm not going to be there tonight. Uh, I'm really
1: sorry I'm not going to be on the show tonight.
0: I, and I get, like, this, this is a babyface character. He wants to protect his family. Totally good. I feel it needed a better performance or a better promo, though, to make that not a heel thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like this came off as cowardly, but you need to cut a better promo for the audience not to boo you for not being there and protecting your family. Like, yeah. that's... That's on you, not the audience, I think. But then, like, as soon as he said, I'm not there tonight, that said to me, oh, he's here tonight. <laughs> so he'll show up in the main event, and that that will be your go-home angle. Yeah. And then when the – it was like 10 minutes after the episode finished, I was, you know, having a shave, and I went, oh, no, that, that never paid off. <laughs> yeah. And there was this weird line at the end of AJ's promo, uh, I'm going to... Next, when I see you at Super Showdown, I'm going to bury you alive.
1: Yeah, he said, I'm going to put you... When when I meet you down under, I'm going to leave you down under, or something along the you yeah. know, It's like, I'm going to bury you alive. Which almost felt like they were building towards a buried alive match.
0: Yeah. It's a weird choice of words. It's like to say... Oh, wonder if that's
1: going to be a SmackDown 1000. Uh, They'll do the buried alive match on but SmackDown why 1000. Does
0: that, <laughs> of all like the... You know, we say this isn't the right stipulation for this, having a no DQ match after... Well, when you need like a second referee, you need more rules in place after the last finish. Mm-hmm. And no, it makes total sense. The, yeah, oh, yeah, it the, makes total the, sense. a no DQ to a buried alive finish. <laughs> so the finish for this will be like, yeah. I don't know, double tap out. Well, there's only one way to settle this: yeah, buried alive. <laughs> buried alive. <laughs> like it's like saying in a, a promo in a feud. I'm just trying to think of a ridiculous stipulation now. Like well, I guess you know. I'm I'm gonna beat you up so bad you're gonna feel like you've been in a Punjabi prison, <laughs> you know, and that doesn't pay off. I actually <laughs> forgot. God, you've just reminded me that I actually forgot that was the finish to the Hell
1: in a Cell match was AJ tapping out when Joe had the pin because that's it's not played that's into not anything. That's not played into anything since it was then. Such a good finish. That's, so, that's an, God, I didn't even think about that. That's another shame about this feud actually. But yeah, no, I, I forgot about that. Uh, dig, dig, diggity, dig, diggity
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash
2: loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. We
0: we're actually in chronological order for a change because we opened with the first segment. Yep. So after that, we You'll have... You'll
1: never hear the names AJ and Joe on this, yeah. right, on, on this review again. Unless we go, where were AJ <laughs>
0: and Joe? <laughs> Uh, so next up we had R Truth and Carmella, still a babyface, versus Andrade Cienalmus and Zelina Vega. Kind of, you know, I was like, why's mixed match challenge on SmackDown? And then I remembered, Vega and Almus aren't a team, and they're probably the most logical team to have in in that that tournament. Well, Russo and Lana. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Naomi and. Um... J. Uh, Uso. J. The letter J. Uso. I'm not yeah. saying if it's J or Jimmy. The letter J. Uso.
0: Well, I would say it's Rusev Day and Zelina and Almas. Yeah. Like, Naomi and Uso aren't <laughs> really. <laughs> Mr. J. Uso. You know, they're not an act on TV. That's very true. They, yeah. Occasionally they interact, but mm. they're largely kept apart. Uh, yeah, it was a bad, another bad week of ratings for them. Oh, yeah. yeah it peaked at 48,000 viewers. Mate, that's what we do. Yeah, and we're not. Yeah, we're not
1: Yeah, and it's, you, you can kind of tell that the ratings haven't been great for Facebook Watch uh, in terms of mixed match challenge because they uh, they did this on Raw as well, where they show you how to watch Facebook Watch. So it's not that people aren't watching the show; it's people don't know how to watch the show,
0: and that's why ratings are bad. Yeah, it's not. It can't be the problem with us <laughs> no. and that uninspiring booking. No, and this, you know, this. This tournament that we we've, we've told everyone means nothing, and is weirdly out of continuity. Mm. It's their fault. They don't know how to find it. They're just idiots. Do you reckon next week? Because it's another historic uh, low for Raw. They beat last week's historic low with another historic low. Yeah. Th- not not good at all. Well, you say it's not good at all, but really, it doesn't matter. Like this
1: might be a di- this is another topic for another video, but. Really, it doesn't matter because
0: WWE stocks are like at the highest they've ever been. It depends where you have your sights. In short term, sure, yeah, they've got loads of money, mm. but um, long term, this is just going to chip away at your your base. And the next time, well, in five years' time, when those deals come up for renewal, well, that's what I
1: was going to say. It's it's a five years' time thing. But at the moment, like I would imagine that they probably aren't that worried. Well, they as should a, be also because they're moving to Fox as well. Or SmackDown is. And yeah Maybe they've got They've probably got plans in mind To move it to
0: the network regardless In my opinion They should be worried And let me finish my joke Sorry absolutely So next yes. week on Raw I bet they'll have they're Like Oh by the way This is how you select The channel we're on Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> Funny joke Ollie It was hilarious Thanks So this was a match uh, It was I fine jo- I thought this yeah, was quite fun actually fine. Yeah I thought it was alright I thought the finish was really good Yeah uh, So that was Yeah Carmella's Head scissor She does this before But it felt better as a baby face. Yeah,
2: look badass. It looked it's pretty a, good. A
0: head
1: scissor choke. Yeah, the, uh, the code of silence, I believe code it's called. Of but she did that like she reversed Vega's pin to, yeah, to lock in. Yeah. It actually looked really good. Um, and yeah, so this puts over mixed match challenge. man it was what it was. They did the dance break crowd channel for Truth TV. Um, I did like when Phillips um, pointed out that uh, he pointed to Corey Gray. Like you used to really like Carmella, and, <laughs> and Corey just quietly went, "Yeah, things change." <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, like Carmella's character. Car- Carmella's yeah, a babyface yeah. now. Uh, yeah, this was fun. Almus had a moment with Carmella where he broke up the pin, and usually you don't get the the male on female stuff. So our truth took out Almus. and yeah, I mean Carmella. This is the most I've enjoyed Carmella for it's, ages. Oh, it's the
1: I've not enjoyed Carmella this much all year long. Yeah, who would
0: have thought? Like
2: yeah. a baby
0: for fa- a random babyface <laughs> term, <laughs> yeah, really without is. the title, and paired with our truth. Yeah. Is the way to take her character
1: because I I really did not get on with her as champion. Mm. I really didn't like that Famously. stretch. I, yeah, I just didn't get on with it because an inconsistent character was really really grown my gears. But I'm really enjoying her here because yeah. it's a it's a consistent character.
0: Yeah, and, and like, that's good compared to it's just the other women on the roster are so like you know Asuka, Naomi, Charlotte, Becky, there. They're the people who should be at the top of the division. So to, to have Carmella inserted in there, although a very good promo, it just it it's it's awkward. But now she's she's sort of where she should be. Yeah. It's like Jinder last year, you know. He's great as a mid card act, but not to be suddenly pushed into the main event.
1: And I'd also say as well that Carmella, in this current position she in, she's probably the third most interesting female character on the
0: SmackDown brand. Yeah. Yeah, can't argue with that. Might even be the second. Uh so after that we had an angry Ty Dillinger backstage, so angry, he did not say hello to Paige. He just stormed right up to her and went, I want Randy Orton, allegedly. <coughs> and Paige was like, Oh, a hello to you too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was quite a funny little segment. And then she was like, Ty Niddy was really angry because he's like, no, I want a match with Randy Orton. She's like, did you not see what he did to Jeff Hardy in Hell in a Cell? He moved out the way. <laughs> and, Brutal. And Ty was like, I don't care. I want to have this match. And she just went, I don't get men. I don't yeah. understand men. You can have the match.
0: Sexist. I found this horribly Misogynistic. <laughs> No, the, the opposite. The opposite. What's the opposite to misogynistic? Jistic. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I like how they're playing up that Jeff Hardy hasn't been seen since Hell in a Cell. He's on every house show. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like that. It's like it it makes Randy Orton, you know, seem even more dangerous. Yeah. Then we. Oh, and she she let the the Orton. Ty Dillinger match happened for later on. Mm-hmm. Then we got the newest New Day segment, yep. which is I guess what like a highlight reel or a, a Kevin Owens show kind of thing. Well, I but think it was, was built like a as one-week thing, really. Wasn't New it? Day cooks. I I wouldn't be surprised if this was franchised out.
1: Oh yeah, I I thought this might just be a uh, a one-week gimmick. So. Just to- <laughs> well, I was gonna say I was trying to find a, a tweet that I got sent this morning. Oh, can I find it? No, oh, the, internet Good luck not internet. yeah, yeah. the internet's not that strong in this room. Was it the
0: one that said what, we- yes. which side ah, of yeah, the it was annoying from, it was from
1: Cody saying, I can't wait to see what side of annoying Ollie Davis and Luke Owen think The New Day were on this week. So what side of annoying do you think they were on this week?
0: Oh. oh. We should have, like, uh, a... <laughs> because usually, I'd like, this is this is borderline for me. I just... I didn't find them annoying or entertaining, mm-hmm. so we could do just do that Inception dreidel finish. <laughs> it's still
1: spinning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, oh, man, do you remember when Gallison and Anderson used to have the Nerdometer? Oh
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Just I'm one of those. Who
2: are they? Where are they? <laughs> I don't know. Probably Where, are, where is AJ
0: <laughs> and Samoa Joe? Uh, yeah. So it was the new day in the ring, and they had a kind of cooking thing set up. The ring was dressed. And they've got Mr. Booty, booty's Worth. No, it's just
1: Bootyworth. Because I wrote Booty's Worth initially as well, and then they said it was Bootyworth, so I had to yeah. amend my notes.
0: That's the only reason I know that for sure. And he was revealed to be the pancake chef. He's the guy that prepares all these pancakes, and he's going to share the recipe, speak for the first time... But the bar's music interrupted. I like that moment. Yeah. I liked nice. Big E's joke at the start. Just a word for our sponsors, Ico Pro. Yeah, that was good. Uh, of course, a joke at the expense of Vince McMahon's failed protein brand mm-hmm. in the early 90s. When Raw first launched, if you're not familiar, there's the big Ico Pro banners in the old Manhattan Center. Yeah. They brought them back for Raw 25 this year, which so is a nice touch. And a lovely touch, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the bar came down. Woods was very upset. He said they were going to send this pilot to Guy Fieri. Do you know who Guy Fieri is? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of his show Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives on the Food Network. Um, right. Okay. So, I'm, so. I, I, I like him. Um, I mean, Guy Fieri is quite an easy person to make fun of because he looks like he'd have been a massive fan of Sum 41 in 2001 and hasn't changed his look since then. So that's why you. you, <laughs> you, you like him. <laughs> I like it because I look at the same way. <laughs> he wears his sunglasses on the back of his head.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and yeah.
1: he's got like he's got blonde spiky hair. Ooh.
0: Yeah, he sounds yeah, it sounds like. Uh, crazy town What yeah, cra- yeah crazy town yeah. yeah you're my butterfly
1: sugar baby
0: uh so the bar get into the ring and Seamus says hey well Cesaro's Swiss he knows a few things about pastries mm-hmm. pastry week on uh Great British <laughs> Bake Off last night shout out go Shh, and watch don't it spoil it I you haven't it? watched it I
1: was playing Dungeons and Dragons
0: I didn't see it it was one of the best episodes no of Bake Off way. I was oh, on ever? the edge of my seat man I'm mm. not
1: gonna see it tonight either because me and my uh, wife are going to the cinema
0: well, do you know what else you're going to miss tonight? This is a bit off topic. What, well, Taskmaster. But I only found out that the, it's my favourite show on normal television. The Apprentice starts tonight. No, it doesn't. Does it really? It does no way. Cancel the movie oh, trip. Oh, I may have to actually, to be honest. I've cancelled my writing group. I'm like, sorry, we're going <laughs> to have
1: to postpone for ten weeks. Yeah, because the Apprentice is back on. Yeah. Right? Oh, mate. Get in. Yes, love the Apprentice. Um, business, business, business. Oh, it is. Muppets doing business. Can't uh, wait. So anyway, yes,
0: yeah. Cesaro is Pastries pastry is whatever, they attack the New Day, they flow they throw flour everywhere, and they lay out the New Day and pour pancake mixture into Bootyworth's hat, put it on his head, and then pour more mixture over him. Uh and Bootyworth sold this very well. I, I, I did enjoy Booty worth, or Booties Worth. I think it's just Booty Worth. Booty Worth. I'll be
1: honest, I'm just thinking about The Apprentice now. Yeah. And just I'm, I'm thrilled because Celebrity MasterChef has just finished. So I was looking for a fix of things to watch on TV. People, you know, say, what
0: is it like to be a YouTuber? <laughs> and, you know, we, that's our life. <laughs> we get up early to watch wrestling and then we watch The Apprentice and, and MasterChef. Chef.
1: And Taskmaster.
0: So, uh, yeah. So, where okay, would God. you where would you put the? the, the oh well, I trail? I
1: said in the uh, review they were on the wrong side of uh, annoying this week. Not uh, massively. Uh, not though. massively. But um, I I thought the the best thing about the segment was Bootyworth, and he didn't say a word. Yeah. So that was that was uh that was less annoying, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like I, I like the worth. bar. I like the bar in it as well. I thought the, uh, Cesaro had a really weird like. Cause they said that you know. He's Swiss, so he knows a thing or two about pastries. And then Cesaro just goes, yep, my friends call me chef.
0: Yeah, and then and Seamus that was... was like, yeah, that, that's genuine. Yeah. That, yeah they actually <laughs> do call him to,
1: chef. To utter silence, because the crowd had no idea how to react to such an odd line. I think it's one of those in-jokes. It clearly was I, an in-joke.
0: I liked how Seamus, you know, like, Seamus no, but that's like, all of this is fake. Yeah, but um, that's but that, real. It's true. Like, he's I really, found this out yesterday. you a really good chef. Cesaro's Swiss friends called him chef. What a nerd! <laughs> I would love to go round Cesaro's house. Well, for food? And he could cook us food, we could appreciate coffee together, Aidan English can come round, he can introduce us to some fine whiskies, mm-hmm. which, oh, yeah, which could, we both struggle with, but say, we can you,
1: pretend to like them. You really want to get onto that bandwagon, don't you? Seemed,
0: I think it'll make me more interesting.
1: Well, so this is off topic now, but we once went out for drinks, we went to a fancy gin bar, and uh, I'm, I very much enjoy a gin. Um, But you are not the biggest fan of gin, so you you asked for uh, a whiskey on the rocks because you thought that might make you look cool and interesting, and then you just, (laughs) at one point you just went, this is horrible.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm just, I'm not enjoying this. That particular whiskey was like getting punched in the face. (laughs) Every time we're drunk at. I had a delightful gin cocktail. That was It was delicious. So that happened. Yeah. And then we got tied. To, oh, yeah. So that's the go-home angle for Super Showdown.
1: Well, in, in all fairness, like they've already done the singles matches. So you have to do something else, I guess, to
0: break it up a little bit. Uh, not the hottest feud. Um, I don't, I don't think, yeah. Hopefully it'll be a good
1: match. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I th- there's a tag match later on that's less hot. Mm.
0: But, you know, we'll come to that. Ty Dillinger took on Randy Orton next in a cracking angle. Wasn't really a match mm. because Ty just attacked Randy right, but like during Randy's entrance and got the better of him for it about did, a minute. Did Randy's backdrop onto yeah. the table. It was a great spot. Kind of similar to how Ty got the better of Shinsuke last week in, in the opening couple of minutes of their match just because he was so furious. Uh, I like what they're doing with Dillinger right now. I think it's. I'm not. Gonna say they're they're gonna push him. This is like signifying a big push, but it is cementing him as a player in that mid. Well, that's
1: what I'm hoping as well. Because last week I was slightly down on this because I just instantly assumed and that's on my that's my fault that they were just using Dillinger. As essentially just like a you know a plaything, mm. you know he's ju- he's just a body for Randy Orton to beat up, as opposed to we want to kind of turn this into a storyline where Ty Dillinger can get a bit of a, a rub off this, you know, with him in there with Randy and possibly with Shinsuke as well. And he th- actually, and Ty said, I'm going to deal with Shinsuke on another date. So I do hope, like you, that this is going to go somewhere and not just be a up for someone to save Ty Dillinger down the line. Like it smacked like we've been saying it Smackdown on one thousand Ray Mysterio or something like that because that's Randy's rumored next feud is Mm. with Ray so I don't want this to just using time for the next couple of weeks just to fuel a a Ray return and then time
0: fade back into obscurity Thanos Thanos away away. Uh, but I showed real good fire here Mm -hmm. Orton cuts him off with a draping DDT off the barricade though and then the gears start turning those voices in his head and he sees. That like first off he, he takes off the uh the, the the steel steps so he separates the steel steps you know like, oh what's he gonna do here and just like like I know that John Cena feud went on forever but Randy would have his moments back in like two thousand eight two thousand nine where he'd he'd just like look for different awful things to do to people and mm-hmm. I love I love it when he you can see him thinking about what's the next hideous thing he's gonna do he to the voices yeah, yeah it's and he's good. bringing that character back uh, and then some here. And he sees the connector between the ring post. Well, so is that the turnbuckle? That connecting bit?
1: No, the turnbuckle is when you take the pad off. Yeah, that's that, the end. That's bit. the exposed turnbuckle. Yeah, or is that whole element? I mean, I, I think I just called it. I, I think I called it a bar, yeah. uh, not the bar, but I called it a bar in my review. But I, I mean, I, I don't know the technical term for it. That's just a, a guess on my part. It very well may be the turnbuckle itself.
0: Yeah. So whatever that bit is. Well that's one of our wrestling friends. Yeah, Randy's looking at it. Well that's
1: Cesaro when he goes round to we go around to his house. Yeah.
0: And there's a separate there's there's a bit in the middle where you you could like, you know, conceivably put a digit. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna do that. And he gets Ty's finger and he puts it in there and he just bends it back. And it's such a safe spot. He's probably not even you know, he's not, it's just people selling. It's all 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 the magic is is behind his hands. It's it's your mind filling in the blanks of pain. And I was wincing watching this as he was bending it back, and then he did a sort of snap move mm. to make it look like he'd broken the finger off. Joint manipulation. It was it was a really visceral moment. And the reason I like it an, even more, I didn't hear you say this in your Raw and your SmackDown review earlier. Ten. He can't do the ten. Someone shouted that from the crowd. He can't it's like do the it's ten. like Randy. He can't
1: do ten anymore. <laughs> There was one guy who was audibly on camera going like, I don't know what you're going to do, Randy. What you got planned? Oh, no, Randy. Get him on commentary. (laughs) Well, yeah, because this is when Corey Graves said it was one of the worst attacks he's ever seen. I'm like, in the grand scheme of Randy Orton attacks in the last six weeks, it's fairly low on the Mm. low down, I would say.
0: Yeah, he moved out the way of a Jeff Hardy bump. Yeah, I thought
1: thought the the finger in the ear hole was much worse than this.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean... It's it's interesting how these are completely safe things and they're very tiny actually you know earlobes fingers but oh and I I really like the rubbing of the face paint off yeah it's lo- yeah it's targeting someone in a in a physical way that actually ties in very neatly to their character Yeah, the tie. I really and appreciate I, I, and I'll be this.
1: honest and I, I didn't pick up on that mm. it's very much on me
0: but I, I think yeah. that's actually a really nice touch I I th- a lot of attention has gone into that attack and mm-hmm. I yeah genius good stuff I
1: thought thought it was the second best thing on the
0: show Mm. Uh, then we had a backstage segment with Shelton Benjamin who I forgot existed well I
1: I think I saw someone talking about this on Twitter uh, that he has been he was trying to get a match and then that turned into this one he got a match with Daniel Bryan Mm. Um, and the Miz walked in and and Miz actually says you're welcome I saw your tweet I put the call in I, uh, I got you this match, it wasn't you I got you this match, but I need you to hurt Daniel Bryan, I need you to not just win You need to make a statement um, It was good, I thought The Miz was good yeah. Shelton said he's been on the bench for too long, which is Very true
0: uh, then Yeah, he's, he's really been underused mm-hmm. it was, The last thing was the Chad Gable stuff And then Chad Gable went to Raw Was that In April? Superstar shakeup, I would imagine Was it even a superstar shake-up? Did they even announce? I don't know. So, next up, we got the other follow up to the last week's big cliffhanger. So, you had the Samoa Joe AJ Styles home invasion angle. How are they going to follow up that? Not very well. But there was also what happened in Milwaukee. Yes. Which was Milliwagee. Milliwagee. And Aiden English, if you're not familiar with this, claimed that he had kind of a essentially a sex tape of Lana or something nefarious yeah, on Lana.
1: he hasn't said exactly what it is. He's just calling it That Night in Milwaukee, mm. that, that Lana never told Rusev about. And he called this segment One Night in Milwaukee, which yeah. is a reference to, well, a lot of sex tape titles, yeah, um, including one starring a former WWE star, unfortunately. God bless her. Um, and it was a video of and I like this as well because like so Rusev and Lana come out and they're like you know Aiden you come out here and you show your evidence I don't believe you've got this evidence and Aiden comes out and he's all cocky we got told off last week because we didn't mention that Aiden's got new merchandise Aiden's got new merchandise and he starts stalling for time he's like I'm going to show you this clip but first of all I want to tell you some facts about Milwaukee Which I thought was really good um, And some things I didn't even know that I
0: didn't know that Love Actually was filmed there Tear jerking dramas he said <laughs> like, like Love, Love Actually, Actually and, and Basketball That's a great line <laughs> I feel like we spoke about
1: Basketball last week we, It was last week Because there was a guy in the sign that had uh, He was dressed up like the Milwaukee bro- uh, Wilma- the uh. Milwaukee beers and, um, and had a sign
0: that said yeah, Your mum's going out with Squeak Maybe that was maybe Aiden saw that and that was yeah it could uh, be so the the action so eventually he plays the clip and he was actually shown backstage asking the production truck to cue it up beforehand so you know continuity well done it's because Road Dog watches the show and listens oh yeah uh, and it's a clip in portrait mode <laughs> well, ah, well, well, he is a heel just like Samoa Joe last <laughs> week uh, but I did appreciate this and it's. It's Aiden English topless in a, a hotel room, and he is practicing his entrance for Rusev that night in Milwaukee. So he's going yeah. through, uh, you know, just words that rhyme with Milwaukee. He's just practicing it,
1: but maybe he just wants to show Rusev later on. But then there's a little rat tat tat at the
0: door, and it's only Lana. And Lana walks in looking very sheepish, and, you know, she says how she's wanted to say something for quite some time. Uh, and I really need to say it out loud to you, I want you. Boom, cut the tape off.
1: It's a genius move. This is tremendous. Because that's brilliant. It's a line that could be anything. Like, I want you to interfere in a match later on. I want you to be at Rusev's side. I want you... It could be anything. I I want you to go and get me a coffee. Like, there's so many things that could be said there. But when taken out of context, those three words do sound like Lana wanted to cheat on Rusev. Mm. Like, that's... It's it's brilliant as well, because, like... And is just like, oh, I would love to show you the rest of the tape. There's more. But, like, I would love to show you more. But I've got to deal with TMZ. And then I had my favourite line of the show, and it was like, and I certainly wouldn't want to cheat on that. Yeah. Oh, it was great. This is
0: awesome. Yeah, and when when that clip plays and it's cut off, it goes to the ring, and Lana doesn't look outraged. She kind of looks a bit nervous and I I fully believe that this is all a ruse by Aiden and it's not nefarious at all Mm.
2: but like I've
0: you know I'm I'm kind of worried that it Lana might have done something yeah I I understand ruse like that makes it more believable for to to empathize with Rusev when he go because Lana said oh no but Rusev there's more but you know there's yeah. more to that tape that isn't the only bit i said and rusev says there's more like what do you what you did more with that guy yeah and then he he snaps out of it and runs after english so there you can kind of empathize with multiple sides of this feud i yeah it's very very good i for me i don't think it it's quite clearly i want you in rusev day Yes. Because the w- you know the way it's built up that I want to say it out loud. I've been thinking about this. And that kind of retroactively re- retrofits why Lana and Aiden were feuding, like they didn't like each other mm-hmm. and then suddenly Rusev Day was a coherent whole.
1: Yeah. Could uh, be. I mean, I who knows where what the the end of the sentence was. But I think you're more or less on the on the button there. But I loved this. I thought this was really,
0: really great. Yeah, and then later on, Rusev is still looking for English, but Lana catches up with him. Somehow says, she overtook him. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think Rusev was just running round, and uh, Lana goes, you know, let me explain, and Rusev says, let's not do this here, yeah. um, and storms off. we we'll have this argument at Ooh. home in private. Love that. Can't wait for that to pay off at Super Showdown. Yep. Um,
1: I think, actually, I think they're going to build this up uh, for, as a Bing angle for SmackDown 1000.
2: Mm. I
1: think that's where you want to do the big payoff, like the big reveal as to whether or not it was all a, a ruse by Aiden or whether Lana did do nefarious things. And you build it like as your big, uh, almost like, you know, they, they do they do weddings on like, big yeah. shows and things like that. Like you build it as a big storyline conclusion for SmackDown 1000. That'd be really nice. Yeah, and
0: yeah. that'd be really good. Uh, and then they can hopefully all get back together again and be Rusev Day again. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, um, I was thinking about this with SmackDown 1000 because they were talking about this with the Randy Orton thing. You know he's going to be back there with um, Evolution, that famous SmackDown faction Evolution that only ever appeared on Raw. Um, this Randy Orton's going to feel very weird in that segment. Mm. With Batista, Triple H-, H. And
0: Ric Flair. And Ric Flair.
1: What I don't want is Randy Orton to just go out of character. And just hmm. be like Evolution Randy Orton. Or worse, 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 Triple H to make jokes about it. Yeah. Because that's where my mind is going is that Triple H is going to go into uh, Triple H mode, smarky Triple H mode, and just start making jokes
0: about it. I've been looking forward to SmackDown 1000 as kind of a mini pay per view, but you're right. It could be a Raw 25 out of continuity special. I know. Ah, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, next up we got Shelton Benjamin versus Daniel Bryan, which was, you know, it was a good match. Yeah, did you see Bryan uh, with the flying headbutt? Ah. Uh. So, yeah. Like. I would wish he'd stop doing it. So, what happened? Daniel Bryan does a flying headbutt off of the top rope. Shelton rolls out the way, doesn't roll far enough. Him and Daniel Bryan collide heads. And that's got all the momentum of Daniel Bryan jumping off the top rope, gravity straight into each other's craniums. Daniel Bryan retired due to concussions. What, like, you know, he talked about adapting his style so it's safer when he comes back. But, like, I mean... Stop doing that. That That's the first one to go. First like, one to go, yeah. No one's going to miss that move. And you look at the long, like, list of people who have done that move and... It has, you know, come back to haunt them physically or mentally later in life. Chris Benoit, Dynamite Kid. I was going to say, Dynamite Kid,
1: he said in interviews, I wish I never did that move. Like, I wish I never popularised that move. Yeah. Because it's a move that people just
0: want to emulate because they want us to be like me. And now I'm, you know, I'm in a wheelchair. It's an, And, like, it's weird that earlier in the day or earlier in the week, Daniel Bryan had, like, taken a lot of fans to task... For being so vocal against Bree Bella, um, that debate, you know, Bree Bella's botch against Liv Morgan, that debate aside, let's be fair here, Daniel Bryan, that was stupid. Yeah, not the smartest thing.
1: No, I mean, no one knows him, his body better than him, but I, I, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, knowing that you know he did have to to retire due to head injuries, and maybe that's just on me. Like Daniel Bryan probably knows better. He probably thinks he's okay, and that's fine. If he thinks it's okay, then more power to him. But uh, it's like when Bret Hart came back, and they were doing lots of angles where he sort of almost kept falling over, and it was, I just panged it, it me with worry every single time he stepped into the ring mm. because I'm like, dude, I do not want you falling over and like being crippled on live TV. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Benjamin works over Brian's ribs for a bit. That will probably play into the match this Saturday. Uh, yeah, great way to put in a story point just before the end. And Brian nearly had it won, but Miz gets up on the apron. He was on commentary for the whole thing. He's about to be knocked down by Brian. Uh, no, he gets knocked down by Brian, sorry. Goes for the knee on Benjamin, but Benjamin counters it and wins. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have had Benjamin Wynn here, a guy who hasn't been on TV for many, many months, getting a win over Daniel Bryan. And he wasn't even, like, there wasn't brass knucks involved, the the hardest punch in WWE from Miz. He only was just distracted for a bit. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I wasn't a fan of this.
1: As said in the review, I'm not a fan of people, uh, wrestlers, in high-profile matches losing on go-home shows because like
0: i don't see the point in having people lose yeah especially to you know un- unfortunately shelton benjamin is nothing at yeah. the moment that's how he's been presented by wwe so yeah it doesn't doesn't really help anyone
1: yeah this this win doesn't feel like it does anything for shelton and it just it almost hurts brian mm. really but the the key to it as you said was that miz was working over well shelton was working over uh brian's ribs and then Miz started throwing him into the announcer's table afterwards and hit the Skullcrusher finale in the middle of the ring, targeting those ribs. So he's got the Ronda Rousey um, injury
0: now. Yeah. So we'll see how
1: that plays into Super Showdown.
0: Oh, man, I really want Brian to win so he can go for the title now. I want, I'm pulling for Miz to win. Ah, uh, I like Miz, but this feud's made me sour on him a bit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I just uh, both guys, it's flattened them out for. Me. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's flattened out both, which lads, which yeah. is crazy. But I think Daniel Bryan has a lot more upside going against either Joe or AJ. Mm. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I like. Yeah, I'm fully weighted behind wanting Bryan to win. Well, in terms I'm, of future storylines, Bryan has to be at the top of the card now. He's resigned. He's got the Miz feud out the way. He needs to be in the title picture. Well, I mean, either that or it's, you know, I, I was
1: thinking Miz wins, and then you have the put your number one contendership on the line, up put my career on the line. Well, and then build that way. I almost yeah. feel like, with the way that this feud has been building, it almost feels like the, that that should be the payoff is that Brian wants to put his career
0: on the line, and that's when he gets the big win over the Miz. Mm. Well, that should have been at SummerSlam. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: A uh, lot of raw recaps. Um, <laughs> I only noted it down here. There was about three. Lengthy ones of like the shield and thingy, but you know, it's the sell super showdown, yeah. And then we got Asuka versus Peyton Royce. Asker won, yep. That's
1: God, I can't wait for the super <laughs> showdown match. Remember yesterday when I said I was more interested in this match than I was the uh, the riot squad, and
0: I said that's ridiculous,
1: <laughs> and I was like, no, I do you not, know, I think I do, I think I am. I might be wrong, um, I really like the iconics. I really like Asuka. I really like Naomi, but man alive, this feud is utter pants. Yeah. Like it's a, it's an out. There's so much more heat in Randy Orton and Ty Dillinger and Rusev and Aiden English. Neither of those are at Super Showdown, but this is, mm. and this this is a nothing feud. Like I I was trying to like. Recap it in my notes. So week one, it's like fancy book in warfare. Week one, Billy K beat we should do that again. So <laughs> we should- oh yeah. Um, Billy K beat Naomi and then Peyton Royce beat Naomi. So that was like two weeks in a row. I might have got that out slightly out of order. And then Naomi defeated one of them. And but then she got uh and a two-on-one beat down, and Asker made the save. So Naomi's already beaten one of them in a fair match. And then they, ask, I think Asuka and Naomi then beat Absolution, and then Asuka's just beaten both of them the last couple of weeks. Like, how can anyone be interested in a match between these two teams? Mm. Like, honestly, I am like, certainly not. No, if there was, if there
0: was a pre-show for this card, this have to be on the pre-show. Mm. Yeah, Abs- I totally get booking the Iconics there. I think that is yes, a very smart idea. It's their home country, but oosh, yeah. Like the Asuka Naomi pairing is ridiculous as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. a, an awful waste So one, one of the things uh, Along with the new day Which side of annoying are they uh, This week uh, d- People have been getting touch, in touch With me on Twitter about Hey do you hate this <laughs> charity segment as well You absolute monster Because before Asker came out Naomi was in the ring To to introduce some people from the Susan G. Komen, not Coleman. <laughs> I just wasn't paying attention because you just Foundation had charity. And uh, Dana Warrior was out there. Yeah. So yeah, did I did I hate it? No. Um, but you, at least it was a baby face doing it. Mm-hmm. it. It was awkward as all hell and fudged in there. And I researched the Susan G. Komen Foundation, and they aren't that great. Well, yeah, uh,
1: it's it's probably best you don't look into that in too much detail. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot a lot, a lot mm, like a lot of WWE um foundations. There's a lot of um yeah, not a lot of great stuff in to be written. allegedly.
0: Allegedly. Uh then we got some mixed match challenge promos, uh Jimmy Uso and Naomi, fine. <clears throat> and Lana and Rusev on the same page.
1: Yeah. After Well it was probably it was pre-recorded obviously. Sloppy
0: though. Uh
1: yeah. I, I, I the yeah, I mean, I have that earlier on. I haven't seen mixed match challenge. I mean, I haven't seen anything from mixed match challenge this uh, this season. Not many people. have. Not many people have. But um, I don't know if that was played up. In fact, the only thing I've seen from mixed match challenge that match was they did a spot where um, Jimmy it was Jimmy Uso. So Jimmy Uso <laughs> um, put the uh, Rikishi sunglasses
0: on Rusev. Are you going by my notes? Yeah, it was. Yeah. (laughs) Jimmy and Jay is interchangeable sometimes when I'm writing stuff down. I feel so bad
1: for them. They're identical twins. I know. But, like, I feel really bad that we never get it right. But they did do the... One of them um, needs to get a boob job. (laughs) Then I can tell them apart. (laughs) Wear a cap backwards. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so they did the... um, They put the Rikishi sunglasses on Rusev. So he's so devastated by all of this Milwaukee (laughs) business, he's quite happy to have a little bit of fun in the ring. Yeah. Well, you got to blow off steam. Must be stressful. Yeah. Your wife being with your wife on, cheating, on at you. ringside, yeah.
0: But the main event segment, it was built throughout the night. Becky Lynch has a surprise for us. Uh, you not, not not a big surprise. <laughs> no. I wouldn't have built it this way. No. Because this did not feel like a main event segment. Yeah, it was it was a poster. It was a funny set. I thought Becky's promo Becky was excellent. Becky was so great. Yeah. Uh, she introduced her own video package. <laughs> and uh, she's a heel, which was d- like she introduced her own video package, which definitively portrayed her as the heel. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I what, what, why even try and explain these things? But it she comes did, back to yeah. the crowd cheering she, for her absolutely and she was like wasn't
1: that great hey! and everyone was like in agreement yes it was great it was a brilliant video package that made you look like a badass mm. and you are a badass you're such a good promo and she told the, the very true thing of I'm the best thing on Smackdown since SummerSlam 100 yes. in full agreement with you there absolutely 100 um and then covering <laughs> here she's the heel folks and then she says, she points out again it's this like completely being justified in her actions. Despite being champion, she's still not on the front covers of magazines. I mean, I don't know. Does WWE still have a magazine? Sure. Sure. Kids magazine, probably. Well, it was
0: cancelled. I don't know. Can no. Carry on.
1: Yeah, so she's not on the cover of magazines. She's not on the posters. She's not on billboards or anything like that, which is all true. She even retweeted that she's not on the poster for Super Showdown while... Nia, Nia Jax is she's not on the show. Bray Wyatt's on the on the poster. He's not on the show. Finn Balor's on the poster. He's not on the show. But old I Becky got Lynch. Bray Wyatt. But um, I mean the reason why she's not on the poster is because it was announced back in May or whenever it was, Um and they weren't really doing anything with her at that point. But. You know, she still makes an excellent point. She's not been on the poster, so she unveiled her new poster for Super Showdown, which paid off from the uh, angle last week where she beat up Charlotte during the photography, and she was standing on her back, holding up her tile, and that's the poster, and it is so much better than the poster that they've got mm. for Super Showdown, because I've got there are two ways of doing WWE pay-per-view uh, pay posters at the moment. It's either people standing there smiling. With a picture of the arena, or it's Braun Strowman as a demon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Neither, neither, super effective. No. Uh, I I saw a really nice pick, fan-made poster of Super Showdown, and what they did is they just taken out a lot of the faces. So you you had Triple H and Undertaker and Charlotte and Becky Lynch, and like what? That's kind of like what boxing does. You build a card around one super or two big fights, your main events. Because you know, it, it's almost choice paralysis. If you put everyone on the card, it's it's overwhelming. You don't know where to look. But this way, it's a lot more focused on the big main draws. But you know, WWE is the draw, right? They're the, not brand, the performers, yeah. Which of course we disagree with. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, but this was this was good. Not not so surprising, but uh, <laughs> and, and not really like the main event go home angle. It really wasn't the, the show probably deserved. Charlotte runs down well,
1: Becky, before that Becky had a great line where she said this Super Showdown isn't about Triple H and Undertaker it's about me as champion I was like this is, this is great mm. yeah but then Charlotte ran down to, to booze and she beat up Becky to, Heavily to, to, to more booze and then she suplexed her through the poster and locked into the figure 4 to even heavier booze and then the crowd started chanting for Becky so good job guys it's man just go with it like you've got something just go with it i know you've got plans you've got this vision in your mind that charlotte is the face of the women's division on smackdown live i get that's what you're going for but if it's not working then just don't do it Mm. like if you're building lego like so if you've got a lego set and you're building a lego set and you suddenly realize keith lee's just (laughs) gone building lego (laughs) i'm listening yeah um And you suddenly realise, oh, I've missed out some really key pieces here. And now it's all wobbling all over the show. And if I put this next to all of my other Lego pieces, it's going to look really rubbish. Because it's just falling around. And if someone bangs into the table, the whole thing is crumbling down. That's Charlotte at the moment. That's Charlotte as the face of the SmackDown women's division. She is a wobbly Lego structure that's got lots of pieces missing. But if you went against that and just like... like let's push her as the heel and and don't change becky's character then you've got something to go with there it's such a shame because as i said in the review all they've done is they've turned her into they've turned her into the female roman reigns and that sucks that really sucks because charlotte should be so much better than just
0: being pigeonholed as the female roman reigns yeah she's even got the spear and yeah god she has hasn't she and yeah, that that Lego metaphor is so universal. I think that's Thanks, that's man. hit home with many people. <laughs> Thanks, man. Keith Lee, in particular. Well, overall, you gave this a high smack bang in the middle. Oh, that's because I really enjoyed the
1: Aidan English uh, and mm. the the Randy Orton stuff. As I send the review, like my my beef with this show wasn't really that it was a bad show it was just it was a bit of a lackluster go home show and actually all of the angles they did to promote super showdown were pretty rubbish but all the angles they did to promote not super showdown (laughs) were really good
0: yeah orton stuff was great uh the like you said the lana english stuff was really good and i had fun with the fabulous truth at the start of the show yeah but that's really that was all on that it was it was a fine show so yeah i just gave it smack bang in the middle About the apprentice. I'm really excited. That's what's it, getting me through today. I know,
1: but I mean, me and the wife have still got plans to go to the cinema. What are you
0: going to see?
1: Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think
0: The Apprentice is better.
1: Well, it's an early enough showing that we can go back and then watch The Apprentice on catch up. So that I think might be our option because mm. we sometimes we used to do that uh, for Taskmaster, uh, but I think we could probably save Taskmaster for tomorrow and watch that, and I'll watch Bake Off. Uh, when i can
0: as much as i'm loving that apprentice is on tonight i'm three episodes deep into maniac oh yes is, you are uh, yeah i just want to keep watching that yeah it's freaking incredible yeah i mean I'm,
1: I'm i i think we might be able to get some time in on friday to watch some stuff because we're going away for the weekend hence why i'm not around for super mm. showdown um so and we've got we want to do a lot of housework on sunday but I do want to see it.
0: My bold prediction is you won't like it. Oh
1: yeah? Yeah. Do you think this will be like what was that other show? Um that
0: uh, the the
1: I can't remember the guy who would have been Finch uh Fincher oh, thing. David now.
0: Fincher. You're talking about my uh Mindhunter. That's Mindhunter, yes. No. Which which I thought was broadly fine. Oh, that's amazing. No, that's this is the complete opposite end. It's it's really zany. It's kind of like Michelle Gondry came up with some. It's effectively Eternal Sunshine for the spotless mind, mm-hmm. uh, but told in this weird alternate reality where everything is all technology is still based in the 80s. Oh, cool! But it seems to have to date modern day capabilities. Mm. So, like, I think you'd appreciate the set design, but you might get annoyed with the kitschiness of it.
1: Well, we'll certainly see. see. We'll see. Um, Ryan Palmer has sent in this Rusev. Hey! Hello, Luke and Ollie. Thank you for the great content that you provide. I think you'll find it's consistent content you provide on a daily basis. I've been a fan for over a year now and you've given me a mention a few times. The first time was when I discovered you you and had left a five-star review, advising that I was playing catch-up by listening to several months' worth of old podcasts before catching up to the most recent one. And the second time was my submission for the Crap Gimmick roster. My submission Which I'm fairly sure you have signed But haven't mentioned since Was the CSA I'll be honest with you I don't remember that one Customer Customer Service Service Assistant assistant. Oh yeah That one is missing Yeah one's was good Yeah We'll get on that Uh, My Rusev hate is fairly short and sweet I'm a referee for a local wrestling company In Newcastle-upon-Tyne M-E-W Mew The famous Pokemon I have lots of interactions with all sorts of wrestlers, such as Chris Renfrew, BT Gunn, Amir Jordan, Adam Maxted, Grado Bram, who I've taken a bump from, Little Miss Roxy, HT Drake, Rory Coyle, Sammy Jane, and Viper. Just pick up all those names that you've just dropped hmm. there. Um, but this is where the actual Rusev Hay comes in, because at first I thought that was it. And I was it's like, just,
0: I met loads of people. Yeah. Uh, th- jo- it can't my- <laughs> be in your. Jo- like, if you work in wrestling. Yeah. Well, I guess that. That's okay. As
1: where, where we did our Rusev hey with Keith Lee, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the dressing room area has a male toilet and a female toilet, but both toilets have no lighting at all. On one particular show, Viper was booked. She needed a visit to the toilet, has but th- no lighting. There's no lighting at all. Yeah, it's like this, like the studio we're currently in. Studio with the bigger verticommas
0: In the toilets though? Yeah Oh I guess if you've got a window to the outside And you can get some light through there Yeah Well my bathroom doesn't have a, a light in it at the moment It hasn't had now for about six months But I'm, I'm just worried it's, there's no window there either It wouldn't be yeah. pitch black. Carry on well, with it, the email Well it is at night um, Or when I get up to watch
1: Raw on, a, on one particular show Viper was booked She needed a visit to the toilet But there were no lights in the toilet She also had no phone with her She needed a torch And was asking around for one I offered her to I offered to her to use my phone with the torch on, which she happily accepted. That's it. I said it was short. Uh, that's from Ryan Palmer. Great. Brilliant, Brilliant. 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 Great, what, great, story, that Ryan. It's the kind of Rusev yes. hay that I love. Uh, that one is too long, though. Um, do you want to talk about uh, what are you
0: excited for about The Apprentice? Just well, you know, it's just me sitting round waiting for the scavenger hunt task, mm-hmm. but that won't be episode one. I'm looking forward to seeing Karen back on my telly. Yeah, Love Karen. Claude is
1: awesome too. I used to uh, really fancy Karen Brady until I realised that she looks a little bit like my friend's wife and now I just feel a bit uncomfortable about it. Now I fancy her even more. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I've I've stopped doing that since. I
0: I like Alan Sugar's seamless delivery of one-liners that have obviously been scripted for him, but he actually makes sound. Like they're just coming out oh, he, d- It's incredible He could teach WWE wrestlers a yeah, certain thing yeah. or two He's a great promo sugar uh,
1: Jamie Johnson has sent an email in to say Hello Luke and Ollie. This will be a nice and short Rusev hey I met Kurt Angle at Disney in Florida Once brag uh, and his hey, That was a great, <laughs> uh, great
0: Rusev hey
1: You can sort of see the photo oh, of yeah, him yeah. there yeah. uh, There with Kurt Angle
0: Kurt, Kurt dressed as uh, Thanos <laughs>
1: from with a nice gold chain like he's a mafia man like the main event mafia man he is that's from jamie living in the north of england hyphen yorkshire cool. well great lovely stuff that's the kind of rusev haze that we enjoy um, but that is all we have got time for on today's show please do tune in because we're gonna be back tomorrow in fact mm. for the first weekly for now NXT review series. Thank you for everyone who backed us on Patreon to get us to this point. However, the Patreon snap came into effect. We're now gone below our target. So what we decided is we're going to do it for the month. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to get to 750 and stay there consistently that's the key word to this podcast so that when november kicks in we'll still be past that 750 mark so that's our aim so please listen in hope you enjoy it it's gonna be me and uh, el Fekador doing it and we're going to read out some more of your emails on tomorrow's intro and outro but until then take care i love you goodbye